0: Hi, my name is Adede Jadoumi. Welcome to Godly Council. If today is your first time joining us on Godly Council, this is a place where we actually bridge the relationship gap between God and human. There is no divine authority anyone is looking for than the relationship with the Father. And then we are here to help you to connect with your Heavenly Father through His Son, His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. So, uh, if you first time joining us here, you can check out our devotional, on facebook godly Counsel. you can also check us out my uh, messages on this podcast or you can still visit our facebook to listen to more of our messages and you can go to the youtube to check for godly Counsel and to see the messages that we have there thank you for joining us today we're going to be teaching on accept your righteousness exceed these people um, it's an interesting topic, <laughs> it's an interesting topic. So, first of all, we need to say a short prayer to acknowledge God, Father, Lord, thank you for giving us the grace and the opportunity to be able to teach this word and I we'll pray that as we teach this word, Lord, help us to not to preach the wisdom of men, but to we'll preach the wisdom of God into the heart. I'm just a vessel, I'm just a vessel in your hand, Lord, use me. To bring glory to your name and every era to be able to get acquainted with your spirit and change and be better in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Accept your righteousness, exceed these people. Our scripture is going to be taken from Matthew 5:20, New Living Translation but i warn you unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the pharisees you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. and one of the reasons why this teaching today is very important which is going to be in part because we won't be able to take everything in one of the message is that one of the major goal every one of us is it's, we are not should be aiming at, is to actually be part of the heavenly kingdom and the heavenly kingdom is the only kingdom that is going to survive every earth realm, it's going to survive what we can see, it's going to survive the moon, the stars, every galaxy we might be finding ourselves to run to, it's going to survive it, it's the only guarantee that is written in the bible that is going to survive our eternity and the eternity is not going to be measured by numbers, it's forever so now that is part of it and our other job is to ensure that we bring a lot of people along because the the many the merrier so now jesus is telling us here that if we want to be part of the kingdom of heaven we need to ensure that our righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the pharisees listen to me Jesus is saying there that the teachers of the religious laws have righteousness, they are righteous. He didn't say they are sinners, he didn't call them they don't know him, he said we need to allow, because their righteousness cannot take them. It is possible that some of you, as you're listening to me right now, your righteousness that you think that is righteous cannot actually take you into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus even attacked them with a word that he said you will not enter but yet you stand on the door you do not allow other people to enter so now one that's why we need to understand this that is why it is very key and I'm bringing the introduction to you so that you can understand the necessity of this message you don't need just to be righteous you need to understand the righteousness you need to go after if I'm going to use it, of course we cannot achieve the righteousness by our works, we achieve it through through the help of the Holy Spirit but at the same time we need to know that oh if I am walking in this line of righteousness then I am joking, I am playing unless I move into this dimension of righteousness. So now Jesus is talking about two people that he warned us to be aware of. And these two people are the religious law, teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees. I am not going to be taking you into the present contemporary. I will take you back there to be able to help us because it's not every teacher of religious law that is having the problem with righteousness that Jesus is talking in. No. We have a lot of people that are teachers of the law but they are not having problem with righteousness they are doing it perfectly under the grace but what i'm saying is that we need to understand it in the contemporary that jesus was explaining this so now the teachers of the laws in the old testament one of the things you need to know is that they are called the scribes so we have the scribes and the pharisees and the pharisees let me explain what the pharisees are the pharisees saw themselves as separate group of people they were about the common people and saw that, and saw that they kept to the religious law. The Pharisees want to be bigger than the common people, but they might not have the social influence, or they have the social influence. But yet, you should understand that uh, in the time of the Israelites, yet your social influence, your um, financial influence, your uh um, wealth influence yes it matters but the major thing is is somebody that they give the highest honor to is someone that has the closeness that have that has the perfect connection to god that can tell that there's a pathway to this when you live in this pathway then you are close to god so that is one of the things that they needed to add to eat. Of course, it's still happening in our society, which I'm going to be explaining later on. But this is what the Pharisees decide to achieve so that when they walk in the midst of the people, they will gain the respect that they give the priests. They give the people that teaches the law. The Pharisees don't teach the law they just ensure that they maintain a certain rules and regulations so that they can make them above some common men. Now the definition of the scribes which is the teachers of the religious law, they can interpret, regulate Jewish law but they did not interfere or assume any role in the guidance of the people and that role is meant for the priest. So now they can interpret the law. They can tell you that, oh, this 10 commandment, this is what God is trying to say. This is what God is trying to achieve. This is why he's driving that. This is what he's trying to gain in this process. So when they interpret the law, the Pharisees live according to it and they become righteous in the eyes of the people. And they gain the respect, they gain the authority, they gain the accolades. but Jesus is telling us that we need to be more and Jesus didn't make a mistake in bringing the two of them together. The scribes interpret the law. Why the Pharisees leave the law and they don't just interpret, they regulate it. There's a regulation. No wonder when uh, uh, the Bible makes us understand that this is the word of the Lord nothing shall be added and nothing shall be subtracted. In that face, they've already found the righteousness procedure. They took the law that God gave to Moses and they are saying this law is not perfect. We need to find a way to interpret and regulate and the interpretation begin to fall into different dimensions that people begin to see. No wonder when Jesus came, Jesus had to come because at that time, no human can actually meet the qualification to have the heavenly kingdom, no man, no woman. So, the two of them work hand in hand to ensure that they maintain a status quo in the Jewish community. They interpret and, of course, they interpret because they are scholars. So, the both of them translate One of the things you need to understand, they both translate into number one, pride, better than others. Better than others. Pride. They translate into pride, because I am better than you. And yet, God, Jesus even warned us that we should not think ourselves highly more than ourselves. Even Paul went ahead to let us understand that you should not compare, those who compare themselves to themselves, they are not wise. So if I am looking for a way to be better than you, then I am opening the door for jealousy, for backbiting, because I am going to do everything to be better. And let me give you a classic example, you are having an issue with somebody, the person you are not in a good time with the person. Trust me, when you sit down and other people or somebody now comes and trying to, Say something good about the person, there's something within you that will not be happy. You will try to say something to bring the person down so that you can be better, they can win the all But what about if you take these grudges into the place of prayer and pray it out with me in the presence of God and God begin to even deal with you? That's one thing. See, uh, you know, my as in the journey with God is amazing. You are having grudges, you are not happy with some, what somebody, somebody did to you and you took it in, into the presence of God and in that, in that place, you pray and God begins to deal with you that you are the one that is at fault. <laughs> True. That you are the one that is at fault, that you need to do this, do this and change this. Of course, is making us into a better way because that's why Jesus let us understand that we need to pray and to love our enemies. Pray for them and love them. Many enemies are people that does not want to progress, that want you down, that doesn't see you to amount to anything. Of course, the chief of it is the devil. So now, this is one of the reasons why this is pride. Because they want to be better than every other person. They want every other person to become more, they are superior. The another thing is that they they want to be politically special, they want to be politically special. At that time, that's why I said I'm going to be explaining this in the contemporary of the time. At that time, the children of Israelites are not into the political zone. They are only in the kingship and they are in in the religious affairs. Religious affairs tell them to obey God or not God with their heart with their life. Jesus brought that. they honor God with their life? Then the political affair were controlled by the Romans, the Romans. So at that time, the, the Romans have the uh, um, the political uh, um, authority, which is one of the things that they need to have a connection and to have a stability. It's just like you went just like you're from one of the countries in africa then you find yourself in the western world and you now saw a lot of civilization you want to come back into that place to show a political uh uh, uh, influence in them But, but when you come you want to talk about the things you see in the western countries. You want to talk about the beauty of the things that is not available in the African region and you want to and when you're saying you're not just saying it you're trying to gain a certain authority and that is what they were doing here. So they take them into the word of God. They've diluted it. They've dissected it into something and they begin to leave it and they make you A common person that you don't know this thing i know it better than you and i have a political edge over you and the last thing that they is they want to be classy they want to be classy they want to be special they want to be sin special oh my god that person that you know you know when jesus was attacking them he said they love to pray in the crowd so that everybody can sit there and say wow that's a prayer warrior (laughs) you understand? that's a prayer warrior then the scribe they do those the people that interpret the word of God I'm sorry that I'm fast (laughs) I'm trying not to take it into many parts so uh, they are twisters of God's law one interpreting it into emotions culture and lifestyle when they interpret and I will beg preachers, teachers, pastors, reverend, Jews that is listening to this message, don't interpret the word of God in any of this dimension. Don't interpret it into emotions, culture and lifestyle. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Emotion says, I see it this way doesn't mean that's the right way look at marriage for example husband and wife you're having an argument their emotions is telling you you're right you get angry over it why can't she listen to me I have been always listening to her but my tongue she doesn't want to listen to me and you take that kind of emotion to interpret the Word of God it's gonna be disaster but this is what these guys were doing they were interpreting it according to their emotions they were interpreting it according to the lifestyle a lifestyle is generated in a societal view (sighs) if i should go into lifestyle that's a whole lot of teaching and so But i'm going to quickly point out something and it baffles me when i see this (sighs) thank you holy spirit now a girl a lady a woman went to the beach and wear a swimming trunk which as in the classic swimming trunk comes with i think it's just they call it bikini and it's pants and then a bra and can swim in the pool and she's not ashamed of her body she even wants to show you the flaps on me the sexy body and all that but the same lady you're telling her to go into our room to wear just only pants and bra and then she begins to shame that oh you're saying but i'm like what's the difference between what you're wearing to swim and what you're wearing indoor so there's no difference but the societal view has made it different so our mind has burned into the lifestyle that this is for swimming this is to be wear underneath clothes and of course it has created some damage might not understand. That's why it might be easy for some ladies to take a role that they just need to wear part of because they can wear the sundress. See it is logical but trust me it takes a dimension of grace to understand this but let's move from there because <laughs> like i said it will take a whole lot a whole lot uh, to teach around that but i'm not diving into that right now and the way of living that suits them now they're interpreting and they saw okay now one of the things that jesus said in matthew was that he did not come to abolish the law he come to fulfill the law that is the fulfillment of the law meaning that he's going to fulfill the law in a way that is going to take over he's going to fulfill the law in a way that is going to be harder and that's when they that gave an one analogy he was talking about if some that, that people say that if somebody kills somebody or get angry and kill somebody that that's when the person has committed sin he said no his own if you call somebody a fool you use the word fool if you just say you are a fool then you are them you are qualified for the hellfire he didn't say you are a sinner, no, he said you are qualified, that you call somebody a fool. So, at that time, if I want to interpret it to my own way of life, maybe I don't see any problem with telling somebody a fool, or you are an idiot, or I can tell somebody the fuck you, get out, all those kind of words, and then I want to interpret it in that way, I will say maybe what God is saying that <laughs> if I, I'm not very good at trying to interpret god to my own way of thinking so it's giving me so uh, so now i want to interpret it to um um what god is talking about the fool there means that um, uh you are eating somebody you are thinking somebody should die and then i'll put it bracket. at are doing me translation so that i can suit my way of life One of the things that i understand is that i have the feeling that both this is a personal feeling that both due to their financial societal and knowledge influence dictates how a priest should run the temple and people because now the priest is there and the work of the priest is to hear from god <laughs> and then you have the pharisee there that is ready to leave what the scribe interprets. Of course, who is going to lay it down to the people? It's the priest. It's the priest. Because the priest, if he's not in line with the scribe and the Pharisee, it won't work. Of course, the priest might just be in the affairs or of um, f- uh, performing the sacrifice and Who's going to announce the time of sacrifice? Who's going to do this? is the priest who went into the uh, into into uh, meeting with God and received the Ten Commandments. It's the priest. So that's why we need to understand this that they all work together. This is two against one, and then they will surely win. That's why Jesus said our righteousness should be more than that. so now what we'll be looking next and of course it's gonna be the next teaching is to understand two things we're gonna be understanding the traits what I just tell you is what they have there there's certain traits that you are going to check in your own life that if you have this trait then you are having the righteousness of the Pharisees. And then the level of, the way of righteousness Jesus is actually telling us. So I'm going to bring in that in the next teaching. But I want to pray for someone here that is listening to me and is saying, "At the Deja me, you've been talking about Pharisees, you've been talking about Jesus, you've been talking about God, I don't understand, Holy Spirit, what does it mean? It means that for you to live a life of fulfillment, to live a life with With the knowledge that I am living a true life, then you need to accept Jesus Christ into your life. It's not just a life that's of no worry, no. It's not just a life that is just full of success, no. It's not just a life, no. It's a life that gives you the assurance that you are doing the right thing and you're living the right life. If there's anything anybody is looking for in this world, is to live the right life. The reason why the scribe and the Pharisees are interpreting laws in their own way is because they wanted to be sure themselves that they're living the right life and they don't want to bend their own ways. So, I want to pray with you and say you want to ascend Jesus Christ into your life. And I'm saying that, Heavenly Father, are you there with me? Are you ready to pray? So let's just pray after me. Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and I confess in my mouth that you are my Savior and King. Come into my life today. Be my Lord and Savior in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. If you say that simple prayer with me, I thank God for your life and you need to proceed. It doesn't just stop there. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. You need to understand how the Holy Spirit works, how He leads and all that. You can get this on our page, on our Facebook page where we're teaching you now that you have received Christ's witness and then you can come to our Facebook page to read our daily devotional and the walk with God. And we're gonna be there with you on every step of the way. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. And so we'll come your way with the second part of your righteousness must exceed these people. Have a lovely time.